the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. In this wonderful, sunny, but hot. Hot. Hot day. Okay. However, I don't want to complain because I don't know. I'd rather think i ha- rather have this than freezing. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone likes something different, but it's hot. And uh, make sure you take care of yourself. I'm Zadie Herman, and I'm with Ace Water Supar, and we are listening to Ion Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate. And if you're a regular listening, you'll know. If you listen, you'll know. We're not kidding. But go anywhere, go to any party, go to any function. Everyone just always talks about real estate or what they bought or what they have. I took a a, a car service here, and uh, the guy was like, you know what? I live in Brooklyn. And it really went up, but so did my taxes. And yeah. he's talking about how he lived in Brooklyn and his place and how it, how much money money he made on it, not realizing that it was going to go up that much. Everyone loves to talk about real estate. It's kind of the universal thing. Uh, our good friend and great and super-duper attorney, real estate attorney Steve Wagner, is our legal counsel today. And Steve has been a litigator in real estate for more than 30 years he specializes in co-op and condominium law. And uh, if you don't live in New York City and you're planning to might be moving here, you really need to brush up on co-ops and condos because I think that they, they, they make up more. 70% of the... Uh, it's 70%. Yeah. And you even have to brush up on how to finance them because it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And Ace can talk a little about that later. Steve Wagner is also an expert in the rapidly expanding field of Internet Defame, oh, when you when you defame someone on the internet, and I really want to ask questions about because that's a fascinating topic. Ooh. And what can you do if someone defames you or your business? How do you take it down, right? I don't know how you take it yeah. down. I don't know if you can do anything. I know. I'm not sure. I I'm going to tell you a great story. Um, I, I maybe I'll wait till Steve's here. But I when I first uh, bought Douglas Elliman. Uh, probably three weeks, maybe a month that I had had the company, and I walked into the office, Ace, and uh, the, the the girl that was the reception was crying. And she said to me, please make them stop. And I said, make them stop what? And she said, oh, there's a horrible thing going about around you. <laughs> so I said, really? So I said, what? She said, oh. And she took out a whole thing, and it, it had a picture of a CEO, of a CEO a man, and it was a name, and it said, the prevention and the protection of 
protection for of this against dishonest CEOs. Then it said Dottie Herman, blah blah blah, doesn't know the internet, da da da. It said uh, doesn't answer phone calls, doesn't return. Really, this. Wow. and it was the Society for the Prevention of Dishonesty, something like that. So now I'm freaked out, mm-hmm. and it was sent to everyone at Douglas Elm, and I was pretty new there. So, I mean, if they, if it was like now, I, I don't think they would really even pay to They wouldn't mm-hmm. pay any attention to it, but it was new. And then the next week, they sent it out to every one of my competitors, and I was new in New York City. I was freaked out. So I went to my partner, Howard Lorber. I was like, Howard, and he took me to an attorney, and the attorney said, there's nothing you can do. And I said, why not? And he said, because... He didn't put a fact in, mm-hmm. like I, like in other words, if he said, Gotti Herman did this, this, and this, and it was a fact. But if it's just your opinion, like I don't think she knows technology, and I don't think she knows the internet was fairly new then, her way around the internet, um, that's kind of an opinion, uh-huh. and there's nothing you can do. Well, Howard Maybe says, it's changed. Well, he always says bad news is good news, right? Yeah. He says you so made anyhow, it. So <laughs> I got through it, and I ended up finding out uh, a week, or t- no, probably a couple of weeks later, that it was a uh, a guy that did the listings and put the listings on our system in the Hamptons, and he was mad at the agents, and he was mad because we fired him, and nobody was firing him. They made me fire him because they were afraid of him. And to get even with me, he made this up, and the society was no such thing, and the picture of the president of the society was a poet that died in the 1800s. So it was a whole BS. But there was nothing to do. There was nothing. (laughs) So we'll have their seat. Okay. Hey, and Ace, I just read on the way here, and maybe the Wall Street Journal of the Times, that they're going to push interest rates down again. Yeah, that's what they're talking about, Daddy. Well, it said it. I don't know. I don't have the paper with me. I must have left it in the car. But they said they're putting interest rates down again. Yeah. That's the plan. So what are they now? I mean, right now, you're looking at a 30-year fixed rate. Um, 3.75, 3.625, so below 4%. All-time low, all-time low. People Guys, are refinancing left and right. You know, listen, people are... And it's, it's, and it's not only it's not only if you're buying something. I mean, obviously, if you're buying something, you are lucky and your timing is wonderful. But even if you're not, if you own something already, yeah. sometimes we don't take the time to really look for our own stuff. Take a look. I and mean, what would you suggest? If somebody, if you own something... Get a hold of the bank or try to get your original documentation, original documentation yeah. if you have it still, and look at the interest rate. Take a look at the interest rate. Take a look at how long you've been in the mortgage so that you're not refinancing back. Let's just say you took out a 30-year fix and you're 10 years into the mortgage. You may not want to refinance back into a 30-year fix and reset the payments. You may want to refinance to a 15-year fix and save maybe about five years as well. You know, In so. other words, you might not want to take, if you're like, to say you paid 10 or 15 years of the mortgage exactly. already, you might not want to take a 30 out. Yeah, you may not want to take a 30 out and go back on payments. But, you know, so take a look at not only the rate, but how long you've been in the uh, mortgage itself. And then who should they call? You or yeah, somebody? Because they can that's call to see me how or... much you want to see how much you would be yeah. saving. Well, we'll do, we'll do a free assessment. And, um, you know, there's no there's no uh, fee for consultation, and you just want to have options out there. So Yeah, and if you're too uh, busy to come in, you can really call or email Ace, and you can call, well, Citizens Bank, um, or you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, you can email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com. 
ace.w at citizensbank.com. And and, got, and and to our listeners, you know, Dottie, she she almost gave me a heart attack this morning, <laughs> saying that she was coming into the studio a little bit late. She wanted me to start the show, so I was coming in here amped up, <laughs> getting ready to go, and uh, she was he here luckily. Be. So he will be one day, one day, guys. I mean, he's good, <laughs> and you know, something. The only way, like all of us, I remember when I first started the radio. I'm like, how can I speak for two hours? I mean, really. <laughs> And then I got a bunch of my friends like Jerry Feeney, who yeah. was the attorney at the time that really did most of Douglas Elements, and uh, there was a mortgage guy named Jeff. And so that it was like not two hours. I mean, it was two hours, but at least I could talk with them, and they were all experts in their field. And I thought, how am I going to do this? And then the first, I think, maybe the f- first couple of weeks, I get an email while I'm speaking on the phone, while I'm speaking to the audience, listen, guys, and a lady writes, if you, I'm listening to your show, and if you say the word, um, <laughs> one more time, I'm tuning off to a competitor. I was like, oh, okay. Then I thought to myself quickly, how should I handle this? So I went on the air, and I said, you know, I'm really good at real estate and really good at running a business, running a business. This is the first time I'm really doing radio, so I'm not an expert yet. Now it's about nine or ten years, but then it was brand new. And I said, and a woman was nice enough to correct me and compliment me uh, and tell me what I was doing wrong. And, of course, then I said, um, again, okay. (laughs) I said, but I thank her and I'm going to really try and the woman became my, co- I mean, she just would every week. Should be your coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but it was a good thing. You have to take criticism. And I told Ace, the only way you get better is yeah. you have to be kind of do it. Uh, That's it. Right? But I also want to thank Citizens Bank because they've been so supportive of this show and, um, tell you about an important service Citizens offers, and that's a free retirement checkup. Yeah. Now, what is that? Well, I guess when you're young, nobody wants to think about retirement. I mean, it's just like the last thing on your mind. But you really should. Um, And, of course, if you're of retirement age, even though I believe most people are trying to put off retirement as long as they can, just to keep their minds active, but also because they need the money and their lifestyles. You know, retirees now don't uh, buy a little apartment somewhere and hope their grandchildren visit them. <laughs> they they want to they want to stay young and keep their lifestyle up. So it's really good for you to plan that. And Citizens knows that it's not just when you retire, it's how mm-hmm. you retire. Remember, it's not the age. It's you want to retire and have a lifestyle that you are going to be happy with. Um, so Citizen will, will help you plan that center around your goals and what you want in your life. The Citizens Retirement Checkup takes only 10 minutes. That's it. 10 minutes out of your time, and you can do it online. I mean, so it's easy enough to do it online. Do it on a ready day or maybe even today if you are not going out, because I assume a lot of people are staying in. Staying in. Even the cool. beaches might be tough, although somebody said, why aren't you in the Hamptons? <laughs> uh, I have to leave for a speaking engagement, but uh, I, they said it's much cooler there. It's like they said it's like ten degrees cooler. Yeah, Gurney's is it's really cool out there. Yeah, so but you can go to citizensbank.com, dot com, take the survey, 
Or if you don't want to go online and you'd rather call them because different strokes for different folks, 1-800-922-9999. 1-800-922-9999. That's easy enough. And there's always someone to talk to at Citizens. Yeah. So if you're a chatty like me and you, just, <laughs> um, and you have a little time, and again, I think a lot of people will be staying in, by all means, give them a call or go online. You can f- also find me online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, you can also call, you know, you can, I'll give you the radio show um, email also so that you can call, you can leave the message with them. Um, I would not tell you to use my app online, even though it says this, because uh, unfortunately, and this is technology, the app that I have online, and uh, I, the guy went bankrupt. <laughs> he made it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I went to look at it because somebody had said, gee, daddy, I tried to get you know your app online, and um, I couldn't get through. So I tried it, and when I couldn't get it, I called up an old assistant of mine who's 25, and I said, can Kyle, can you, can you, is it me or is it, I can't seem to get on, on this either. And he couldn't do it. He said, well, let me do some homework. And we found out the guy went out of business. And so now I want to take it down. Don't worry, Daddy. I, I know a lot of web developers, so we're okay. Okay, good. But now, wait, it gets better. You just can't take it down. You need, yes. I had to try. So I told my assistant, well, just get it down. Or Kyle, call up and try to get get. No, there's a, you have to, because I guess they want to make sure it's you. Mm-hmm. There's a whole process to taking it off. So don't go on the app until we tell you we have a new one, and we will. We'll, we're working on that right now. But it's just one of the, uh, hey, what do they say? The show must go on. It's got to keep on improvising. Right? Yep. Okay. Um, but I always tell you what's on this day, and this day, 1930, Oh, listen to this, Ace. What? On this day in 1930, the temperature hit 106 in Washington, D.C. Not New York. So Washington's usually hotter, I'm thinking. 106. Wow. Yeah, so that's probably, and that was a record for D.C. But D.C. is usually a little warmer, isn't it, than here? It is. I think it, it is. is. So that hit a record. And on this day in 1969, the Apollo 2 lunar module carrying Neil Armstrong landed on the surface of the moon. That seems so long so ago. So long ago, But yeah. we haven't really done that much of a... I think it's time to go to Mars. Yeah, it and is. And on our show, if you recall... That one-way ticket. We, right. <laughs> we talked about you getting that one-way ticket for those who hate people and don't like anybody around. <laughs> hate your neighbors, hate your friends, hate your family. The one-way ticket to Mars... Might be the thing. I think it's sold out already. However, the thing was you can go to Mars. You can help out getting them. Yeah. You know, they're going to try to see if you can live there and what they can do. But the catch was there's no return. You know, I'm not going to lie, Dottie. Some days that doesn't sound too bad, you know. You want to go to Mars. It doesn't sound too bad some days. <laughs> but there's no way back, Ace. <laughs> I know. Some days you just want to get out of here, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Um, so... But anyhow, hopefully, I just heard that because they're talking a lot about space because of uh, uh, because it's an anniversary of you know of when we went to the moon, um, and they're saying that we have to really we're twenty years away from that, at least of going to Mars. I believe that, Donnie. Uh, I don't so, think we're too know, far off. We're about twenty. You know, they have to do more yeah. testing, and they they don't have the right 
equipment, I think, to actually kind of do a lot of stuff on the moon to like that's that's far away from the ship. But they said that about 20 years. And I think if they put their minds to it and we have the smartest, smartest and the best and they fund it, I think that we'll be there. And you then for those of you who don't like the Earth, you might like the inhabitants of Mars. I don't know what they're like, but those ET guys might be very nice. Who knows? Dottie, I read in, in the papers that Elon Musk actually built a roadster that they're sending up on the moon just to see if there's any, any living habitats out there or anything like that. So, You know, um, I don't know. You know, that's often a question that people ask. Uh, do you think there's uh, life? Another species? Yeah. Now, that person that did that bad internet on me, the guy was, he was a little, he was off, but he was brilliant. <laughs> he worked for NASA at one time, and he uh. developed, that's how I found out who it was. He developed a language, he claimed, that there were aliens here already. Hmm. And when I kept on reading his uh-huh. thing about bad CEOs, and I kept on seeing references to the Hamptons, I'm thinking somebody in the Hamptons. Well, anyhow, <laughs> I told one of the tech guys, look up cornhusk.com, because I think that was his site. And he decoded the alien language because he said they were here already. Really? Yes. And I don't know. I'm sure people think they're here, and I don't, you know, this is a real estate show. But let me say this, Ace. You should bring him on as a guest. Right. (laughs) Well, wait. Let me say this. And let me say it on air. I, if I am still alive and we're on the moon, I'm going to have the first real estate company there. Okay? Because what's. What's another planet without real estate? You're going to have to buy and sell. Maybe they're not mansions. Maybe, I'm not sure what they'll be. But Ace, what do you think? And Ace will have to get the financing to do it. And maybe we'll be able to do what we do here. Well, you'll finance the thing while you're on Earth. And then when you're there, it's all taken care of. And don't think that's far-fetched because you might be like, say, she's a nut. But truthfully, I've read so many things years ago when I was younger that came true. So you never know. You never know. Later on, I have some good tips about myths that sellers should believe, that they shouldn't believe, and uh, mistakes sometimes that buyers make. Um, and we're going to try to give you, I, you know, I really don't, I have so many current things because I read, okay, uh, I read somewhere, where is it? I have it because I brought it with me. Oh, the future of lawns, like, you know, if you live in a house, is fake. That was in the mansion section of the Wall Street Journal. And I, I cut it out. I mean, I took it with me because I thought it was interesting. <coughs> they talk about people's lawns and how much they spend besides the, the pain in the neck that is to keep it. Here, I'm showing it to Ace. I can't show it to you, but it says the future of lawns is fake. Homeowners are shifting to artificial landscaping to curb water use, save maintenance hassles, and avoid dust and dirt. And um, now I haven't seen anybody with a fake lawn yet, have you? <laughs> I mean, but I mean, there's astroturf um, here in the city, you know. So yeah, I, I mean, but that. I mean, I think that maybe it will. It will go out to the suburbs eventually. Yeah. It says it's much cheaper. It'll help, you know the. And, uh, uh, the environment. The and environment. And then yeah. you're, you won't have to get a gardener or yeah. mow the lawn. How's that? 
helps maintenance. We'll be right back after the break. 866-970-9622. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with Ace, Wanna Sue Swap, and myself, Daddy Mom. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're here, and do I have sound? Yes. No, I went dead. Do you hear me? Yeah, we can hear oh, you. Oh, good. Oh, I didn't have my earphones on. Why would I be so dumb? Okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, Steve Wagner. Steve, yes. Hello. How are you? Welcome, Steve. Uh, welcome. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. I was listening. I was trying to jump in, but you guys couldn't hear me. So no, I'm happy. we couldn't I'm... hear you. I wanted you to be on the line. I wanted to tell you that story, and I thought, and then I saw you were here, and then I couldn't get to you. So I getting to you now with that story. What? Because I don't know if the ends of laws have changed, and that's such an interesting subject. Oh, the internet laws. You know. What's the strangest thing, Dottie, is that it's, if you include facts in the, um, in the statement, it actually is, becomes an opinion because the person who's reading or listening can read those facts and agree or disagree. It's, it is a statement of fact as opposed to an opinion I just described when there are no facts. So if I say, uh, you know, Steve Wagner doesn't know what he's doing as a lawyer or something like right. that. Of course, untrue. The um, the the uh, you know that would be they would think that the person who said it knew something, and therefore it was a fact. But if you went on and described all the things Steve Wagner did about didn't return calls or you know things they were saying about you, that actually is an opinion. It's completely counterintuitive. It's a very interesting field, and and judges have described it as. As, as like trying to nail a jellyfish to a wall. Literally, that's how it's been described in the past. Well, this was like 16 years ago, so I don't, you know, I don't really know. I mean, I think that's great that that's really, that's really something that is going to be big, you know, that, that area of law. I mean, because I, can, I mean, can you tell us, I mean, I, can you tell us a little about it, Steve? Well, it's it's interesting. It's almost like if you if you read the book, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, how she hacks and does things illegally. Well, we kind of do the same thing, but we do it legally with subpoenas. And the interesting thing is that if if you and I are talking on the Internet or going back and forth on the Internet, there's no direct connection between you and me. It goes through a number of different Internet service providers. So what happens is as we subpoena each Internet service provider, we close, get closer and closer and closer and closer until we finally get to a point where we can tell exactly which computer it's coming from. We can't always tell whose fingers are on the keyboard making the statements. But I had a case recently where we found the computer where the uh, defamatory material was coming from, and it was in a lady's uh, um uh, living room and so we confronted her and she said well i never had a you know a password on it and uh, you know and i said so you're saying anyone can come into your living room and use your computer and that wasn't you is that what you're telling us and she kind of said yes meekly and um but you know it's it's it, like with that lady and many many times uh, you know we find that the people who are 
um, doing the defamation are like the example you had. It's not somebody who is powerful or has a lot of money. Even um, it, it's somebody who is angry about something and, yes. and puts, puts something up quickly and just to get even. And it really can affect people's lives. Um, you know, I've had uh, the very first big case I handled, which went worldwide, involved a model named Liskula. And they said she was crazy and psychotic and um, no facts, just, you know, she's crazy and psychotic. So it became, therefore, it wasn't an opinion because there were no facts. It was, therefore, a factual statement that she, they were Wait making. A and therefore, there, you, you just said that if there were no facts... So yes. if I so just make up, works. say, Steve, you know, I you know, think he's, you know, carefree. I think that he, you know, goes out every well, night until 2 in the morning. And I just think that that's okay. Well, if the facts are not true, that's a different thing. But if you say, I saw Steve Wagner partying late at night, you know, five nights in a row, and he was going to court the next morning. And this guy can't be, you know, uh, doing a good job. Um, or he isn't doing a good job because he's out so late. That's an opinion because I can disagree with the, whether Steve Wagner staying out late at night right, is I can something say, that listen, will affect his performance. Right. He, uh, he doesn't need much sleep, and that's just your opinion. My opinion is yeah, different. Right. And, so, but if you, if you just said Steve Wagner can't handle cases, you know, period, then they, somebody listening to you would say, well, she must know something, and that's a statement of fact. See, if you give the factual background, somebody can agree or disagree, and that makes it an opinion. But if there are no facts in the statement, then it becomes they, people think you know something that they don't know, and it becomes a statement of fact. The same exact words, okay, but by what the way. Is the, but what's both. the legal? What I'm asking is what... Okay, so what's the legality of that? I mean, can you... Well, it's, it's is not it li- legal if you, you defame how you, somebody. How do you and, reach and libel? The interesting thing, it's hard. There are some websites that put, you know, allow people to post horrible things, and they're offshore, and they refuse to take them down. But what's happened is when I find those people and go to court, I tell them that if they don't take it down, that I'm going to use, uh, you know, I... I state right on the record i demand that you take it down and if they don't take it down i will use it as evidence of malice which which would allow me to get punitive damages and they usually take it down right away yeah i could imagine um, it's, so it's it's not forcing them through the courts as much as it is that you can up the ante um by them demanding they take it down and and then they refuse it's complicated. I understand. It's very counterintuitive. It's a very interesting field, and some of my most interesting cases have come from these defamation ones. Wow! I mean, and there was it, one. Yeah, it, it, and it's really the wave. I just see it getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's a field, a part of law that really, probably no one, of course, really did, <laughs> because it's just new. Yeah. Well, I, I actually, um, I. I have experts who make me look smart in this field. Um, one of them is a guy who actually was involved in the Microsoft IBM transaction when Microsoft bought DOS. So we've got real street cred when we go to court. And it helps. It wow. helps. I'm but I have another question for you. I have a, I, I, I'm going to go back to that, um, the fake grass. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. I read that. I read that article. Yeah, it was in the Wall Street I was, Journal, I think. Yeah. Right, and 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 I was, uh, you know, I told you before that uh, we bought a, a property in Brooklyn, and we haven't done the backyard yet. And my daughter lives there, and she's not a gardener. And I was thinking maybe I should do that. And I was wondering if you thought that would be a positive or a negative amenity. I think it's. I think it would be mixed. My guess is, you know, like first of all, I think if you do the the the, the, the astroturf looks real. Yeah, it I looks mean, real. It's not bad. Now, if you were selling that, which I don't think you're going to do anytime soon, and maybe there was a family that had little kids. I don't know. Maybe they would like astroturf. Their kids would never get dirty. I don't. I don't know. It's well, too the, new. I don't know. To, I, I I don't think it's. I, I I don't know. It's it's too soon, I guess. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is that they they described it not as astroturf. They they don't even call it that anymore because uh, because the they make all the blades different uh, sizes and different materials and they vary the color. So it's not oh, right. Like a and Steve, what they, and they said they also plant real flowers. Like they'll put so right. it really looks yes, it's realistic. A, it's they real. put like real flowers so that that really. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, if you really think about it, it's just that it's new and people aren't used to it, the average person. But to me, give me that any day of the week. It would save me a lot of money over time because, you know, you you don't have to get a gardener or if you're doing it yourself, you don't have to do it. You really never get dirty. Um, you can still yeah, I plant guess, I, flowers. I, I, I mean, you can still have, you know, you if you want flowers, you can still plant. I don't know. And I think it's cheaper, and you never have to worry about it. In the long, in the long run, actually, they said it costs more to begin with. They they compared uh, an area for two thousand dollars versus ten thousand dollars, but they said that the savings over time. I was just wondering. I mean, my mind goes strange places on these things. I was wondering, what do you do? Do you vacuum it or do you wash it down? How do you keep it clean? I don't know. Well, you know I'm, I'm curious about that. We should find out. Yeah. We'll find out. And let you know in case you're one of the brave people that try it ahead of time. Um, but to me, down the road, it'll become cheaper and people will do it because I don't know that many people that really, you know, I, I think that people will go for it. I have a well, question. You- Hold on. I think we have to take a break. And I have a, but I think while you're here, we just have a question for you. I have April from Astoria. Hi, April. Yes, hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. You're in, I think we're good April, morning. I'm going to ask you to hold because I think they are in the middle of taking a commercial break. Just stay on the line, April, and we'll get your question as soon as we're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. We'll be back in a moment. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with myself, Dottie Herman, Ace One Two's Park. We host the show, and Steve, um, who is one of the biggest best, best real estate attorney that I know, and Steve Wagner now has also branched out to 
a field that's really probably grown very popular. And what would you call that, Steve? Internet? Internet litigation or internet, internet defamation. Litigation. It's really popular okay. now. But yeah. it, before the break, we were in the middle of talking to or April from Astoria. And April, you had a question about real estate? Yes. Good morning to everybody. Morning. Thanks for being here. How are you there. doing in the heat? Um... Well, I think the best thing is you don't put on a fan because it only blows hot air in. That's uh, true. <laughs> you keep the curtains closed. And you know what? People don't realize how cool you can be just by turning on the cold water and putting your wrists and hands under the cold water. It makes you feel cold. Yeah. I no, I'm, I'm, I'm one. I can handle heat. I, I'm, I'm, I'm better in heat than the yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I hate the cold. Yeah, I me hate too. It. <laughs> me too. So, April, what's your question? Yeah, um, I'm just curious. Uh, my son, he's 30, and um, he's interested in um, investments and stuff. And he just said, hey, Ma, I saw this thing on the Internet. It's something where you put in money and invest in a real estate development. He says you put in just a little bit of money of your own. I don't know, $1,000 equals a little bit. And then as the development goes, something you, you benefit from it. I asked my local real estate man here in Queens, Astoria, and he said, I don't know anything about that. That's the investment. You know what that's about? Well, hey, it's hey, very risky. Uh, I, I'm going to assume, and if you uh, do get the name from him, we'll check it out. But I'm going to assume it's one of the funds now. They're starting to come up with funds where, yeah. like, instead of, if you don't have, like, well, it's not even if you don't have the money, um, where people can contribute uh, small amounts to a bigger real estate project. Oh, definitely. What's a small amount, though? Well, It, the, it ranges anywhere yeah. from 10K to 25K. Now, her son is, how old is your son? 30? So He doesn't have, he only has a, maybe $1,000. So is that out of his league then? He shouldn't be involved in that. They don't want his money. You know, some, some funds, they accept um, any amount. So, I mean, but you really should look at the fund to see yeah. what type of portfolio they yeah, have. Yeah, that, that's really what I'm telling you. Okay, it's not so much how much money. Yeah. It's like a sad. A lot of these young kids, which, you know, it's great, it sounds great, and it could be great. But you have to look at what their investment, who the company is, what their track record is. I mean, Ace, what other things did you... I mean, he shouldn't just give them money without really doing homework. Yeah, usually you'll you'll well, take a they, look at their track record as well, right? Steve, yeah, they're, yeah, Steve. They're called, they're called real estate investment trusts. Yes. And they're yeah. formed and can be traded on the stock market, so... Some of them you can buy in for a very small amount of money. Yeah. I would be very suspicious of somebody who wasn't formally, um, uh, you know, authorized. If you wanted to invest in a real estate company, I mean, your friends may ask you and you can go into a partnership with them and you'll know what's going on. But for the most part, if, if they're going to be soliciting money from the public, they have to register either with the federal government under the securities laws or on, if they're just doing it in New York State with the attorney general's office. And there will right. be disclosure documents that you can look at and, and financials and everything else. I would be very suspicious of somebody just saying, hey, you can give me a thousand bucks and, you know, we'll see how it goes and you'll make some money. It's like, yeah, there are there are real estate investment trusts and then there are other Intra, interstate, intrastate, that is within New York alone, that you can invest in. But usually you have to be qualified as an investor. Um, and I don't think somebody who's 30 years old 
not just because of the age, but rather only be have a thousand dollars might qualify for some of those. So there is information available. And as Dottie said, you need to know more. But I think I would tell your son, and I think that's big of, I think that says a lot about him, that at thir- in a good way, that at 30 years old, he's out there looking at different opportunities. So I would applaud him for that, because uh, I, I see a lot of kids that don't really do that and don't do anything much. Um, so I think that's great, and I think that for him to be at 30 years old looking into opportunities, now you should just say to him, look, well, listen, and what you really need to do is now investigate. Don't send money to anybody, not anybody, right. so quickly. Right. I also, okay. tell, I also tell people it's a good idea to learn as much as you can about the business. And I even recommend they try to become brokers because then they'll learn right. about real estate. And, and, you know, you should go if he's interested in something like that. Yeah, he wasn't. He just, will he have sort of. Well, the, he should he should see whether or not he can get a job at Douglas Element um, and, <laughs> okay. and learn the business, you know, because, okay. uh, um, you know. That, well, that's, that's nice that's of you, but I, I really, I mean, look, you know, real estate, I, <laughs> you either have to, you can love real estate, but being a real estate agent is a whole different story. And I don't mean that in a bad way. You see homes all, but I think, the, I think that there, I think as an industry, we kind of did it to ourselves. Um, I don't know how fun it, I mean, I, I think you really have to love it because really, you're first of all not getting a salary. You're an independent contractor, so you're building your own business. Um, you take out, I mean, buyers all the time and they don't have to pay you if you don't find them anything or if they find it through somebody else. So I think you really have to really know more about it and we do career nights and that's something that i would probably say go to a career night or talk to someone about it but as far as steve's advice on 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 getting uh research you know getting to know more about real estate yeah that's easy enough and you can go on you could write you read books but i just think that anything it's a good lesson for him to learn i think that he's looking at opportunities i think that's wonderful i think you should encourage him just tell him be anything that he signs uh, wants to put money in. You need to do a background, look at what they're doing, what that company is, and um, if you ever get the name of it, uh-huh. we'll look into it. Okay. All right. Thank you. April keeps keep cool. Uh-huh. I want to hear a beep. I don't know. Something's beeping, but I don't know <laughs> if that was just my uh, headphones. Anyhow, getting back to Steve. Steve, somebody just texted a question, and they said to ask you. Um, can I get a buyout on my rent-stabilized apartment um, now that the law has changed? Actually, yes. Um, you know, it's, it's much harder in rental buildings because the landlords won't be able to increase the rents very much in, and make a recovery on the, the amount they pay. So they're not going to offer a lot. But yes, it's possible. But the real opportunities come if you're living in a building that was already converted to a co-op or a condo, because there's a lot of equity um, in apartments that gets um, that's tied up when it's occupied by a rent stabilized or rent controlled tenant, and landlords want to unlock that equity. Also, when it, it, the law changed so that if a rental building has a vacancy, it, the apartment remains stabilized they can't 
do what they had done before, which is make improvements to the apartment and take a vacancy increase and get the apartment above a certain dollar level in rent where it no longer is regulated. So, again, rentals, not so much. But with co-ops and condos, when the apartments become vacant, for the most part, and I uh, don't get into what the other part is, but for the most part, um, they become deregulated. So if the landlord wanted to rent them, the owner of the apartment wanted to rent them out, could rent for a higher rent without regulation, and they could sell the apartment. So it's interesting because um, the dynamic has changed enormously. Um, When I uh, I represent tenants in buyouts, I usually figure out what the apartment is worth to the landlord to get you out. And there are conventions for doing that. The, the, um, the, the computations change when it's a, a co-op or a condo. It, right. you, you, it, it, so it, it, the so dollar amounts are different, but I they're think still opportunities. I think that I'll just uh, check this, this listener back that they should contact you if they have further questions because it gets complicated and it really depends on your situation and whatever. So how do people reach Completely. you? How do people reach you? you? Oh, I have um, your phone number, uh, but I don't know if you want me to give it out. (laughs) Sure, you can give my phone number out. I actually pick up the phone myself. It's 646-791-2083 or Stephen, excuse me, S.R. Wagner at Wagner Burkow. That's B-E-R-K-O-W dot com. And I, I pick up the phone and I answer, uh, you know, that's great. Uh, telephone calls and emails. I mean, I, I, say, I think that's so great. I still like the human old-fashioned way sometimes. So, Stephen, your line of law, and you've been doing practicing real estate law for God knows, um, what are some of the most, I, you know, what are some of the most questions or the things that really occur in co-ops and condos that people should be aware of? I mean, what are the biggest challenges and what kind of things come up and when people are considering buying a co-op or a condo if they've never had one what should they know well and they should get an attorney like you first because it's a different animal than a, a one-family house yeah you, know. you have to have somebody who knows how to read a financial statement to begin with because um, you want to make sure that the building is well financed um, in terms of reserve funds and and also, you want to make sure that they don't have any big projects coming up on the horizon that's going to or maybe need to refinance, um, where, which may change the um, maintenance charges or result in a large assessment. Okay, so um, slow down, because truthfully, you know, when I first moved to the city, I didn't even think of that, and I wasn't listening to Iron Real Estate at the time. I didn't have it to listen to. So I didn't know, and of course, I got an apartment, and so you're saying that if anyone's going to buy a co-op and condo, the first thing that you need to know, and if you're a listener or you have somebody that you know that's thinking of moving to the city and buying a co-op or condo or Queens, you need to have an attorney that knows how to read financials of the building, is Correct. what Steve said. Because, right. okay, and really, I, you know, it's not that people are stupid. It's the average person that, like, I grew up on Long Island. I know co-ops and condos for the love of me. Um, so it's not that, because the co-op and the condo, as Steve said, could have debt. And then what did you say? They should see if there's any projects that they've committed to doing. Is that, Steve, what you said? 
Right. There's a couple of ways of doing that. And, and one of the other things my firm always does is we go and read the minutes of the co-op or the condo to see what they're talking about, see if there's any litigation, to see if there's any, uh, uh, you know, if the building is leaking all over the place, see if they're about to sue a sponsor or something like that. These are things you should know. Right. Um, you know, I wanted to get into something else, too. And it's a li- this is a little more hard uh, to figure out, but um, there was an article in the uh, New York Times um, this week um, about the, um, views. views, and very often people, yeah, the, you know, you look out your window oh, right. and you have Water a beautiful view. city view. Right, right. Yeah, it's in it, uh, tomorrow's Times has it in the real estate section, and and you know, one of the things that that I've had happen is people have bought apartments thinking they had these beautiful views. Right. Like and ne- next thing you know, somebody is b- building a building right next door. Yes. Uh, you know, and blocking all the views. And so um, that's not necessarily something you can see from minutes. But if the um, if the sponsor has um, owns the adjacent property or an adjacent property, they will have to make some disclosure. But you really need to know What's going on in the neighborhood, too? And there's a couple of ways of taking care of that. I mean, very often your real estate agent will, will know, um, you know, you, and you could ask. You should ask. But there's, there's a lot to it. Um, reading the minutes, looking at the financials, knowing what's going on in the community so that you don't wind up with, you know, buying an a, a apartment and then winding up having a street shed or a scaffold. Uh, next to you or having your window blocked. I mean, these are all things that greatly affect value and you don't want to, you know, make a bad investment. There's a so couple th- things, these are some of the things. A couple things I want to add to you, Steve. Um, on the bank side, we look at investor concentration to see if there's um, more investors in a building, which could affect values down the line. Uh, we also look at Wait, wait, can you explain that? Like why? I mean, and so what Ace is saying, and again, this is an education for people who've lived in one family houses before you could get financing. And I don't know if we're going to have enough time. I think we're going to have to wait till after the news. Steve, if you could stay for a little while, I'd love to finish this topic up. Um, sure. I would, would, you can't sometimes get financing. And what the banks look at and what Ace is telling you to look at is the investor concentration, which... You know, a lot of buildings, if it's highly investor concentrated, when the market takes a little bit of a, a toll, those are usually the first apartments to sort of default and things of that nature, which can then bring down the value. Well, when he says investors, people that are not living there. That are not there, living there, that are renting out to um, that tenants are renting and things out. of that nature. And that's what happened in Florida. And that's what happened with in the Florida. last recession. Exactly. There were so many people that moved out. Um, Steve, if you would stay, if it would, I don't want to keep you if you have plans, but I, I would just love to finish this topic up. Steve Wagner. No, I plan. I'm, I'm planning on being here. Oh, <laughs> we good. love you, Steve. Good. We love you. Good. I didn't know Steven didn't help me, so great. We're going to take a little break for the news, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with Steve Wagner, an expert real estate attorney, and Ace Florida Supart, our financial guru. We'll be right back. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.